1: See after show. See you after show. See you after show, and we have had mailbags piling up, and Jonathan wants to get to them, so let's
0: do it. All right, so we have Brian writing to us through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. I would actually pay Mr. J to do the Chippendales strip. He would also have to drink a bottle of rum. So far, that was my favorite show. He was actually a complete tool in that episode. You that, weren't, you and it weren't would piss on, David
1: off. You weren't on the show for the chippendale thing no 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 but for the one where i took my clothes off oh god i was on that one i would pay him not to (laughs) to do actually i do that i pay him every week not to take his clothes off uh speaking of uh make him a
2: fan of yours he called you a tool but he wants to see you take your clothes off i i guess
1: Hmm. yeah who wants to see that yeah what kind of person is he sounds (laughs) like somebody who has a crush on jonathan (laughs) yeah um Last week, we announced the winner of the contest.
2: Yes. James. James. James Lay. You got in touch with him? Yes. He uh, thanked us all on Facebook. I saw that.
1: that. I saw that. So you spoke to him? I spoke with him. And he's coming.
2: He's coming. It's his wife's birthday that week. (laughs) (laughs) And that's going to be their trip. Oh, really? So he's trying to find out something for his wife to do that night because she won't go to the anniversary party. Way too smoky.
1: And it's her birthday, and he's... he's (laughs) Wow, he's a man's man. I like it, So him. I
2: told him if he's in New Hampshire and he can't find anything, uh, my wife will go out for a drink with her.
1: All right, keep nice. Keep her busy for a little while. Nice. Uh, so he's coming.
2: Yes. Wow, awesome. As of now, anything can change in right. 11 months.
1: All right, you'll have a good time, and uh, maybe you'll leave with $35,000. You'll certainly leave with a whole bunch then, of cigars. Then and-
3: you could get the missus a little something for her birthday, right?
1: Give her a couple of the cigars. Give her a G. <laughs> the ones you don't <laughs> like. Get the 35 for <laughs> yeah. himself. Yeah.
2: Plus, I'll have to see Michael Damaris, the bathroom attendant. And if you don't know that story, we'll tell you later.
0: All right. <laughs> uh, also submitted through the contact us page, Steve writes, as I'm listening to the latest episode, this is a slightly older email. I was shocked to hear someone on the panel break one of the Ten Commandments. I won't mention any names, but his initials are DG. No way. Thou shalt not bring cigars purchased from online or other stores to another cigar shop. Only cigars purchased from said shop should be smoked in said shop. Never have. Although he may have purchased that cigar from there, one should not bring a cigar from home and claim it was purchased from the shop or lounge. Never.
2: There was, there was a trip where you said you had brought an Atabay with you. Correct. You smoked it. He
0: brought it from home.
2: Yes. Never. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You said it on the that show. That was the
0: episode that was we'll, we'll call the conspiracy episode where you got to smoke what you like, he got to smoke what he likes, and he smokes what he likes, and I got stuck with a different So the all, all
1: cigar. I can think of is me and Ed went to Chicago, went to two different cigar stores. I smoked Atabay at both of them. Mm-hmm. They both carried them, and I bought them there, and I didn't buy one. I bought four.
0: No, no. This was on the show. You brought an Atabay from home, you said, and smoked it on the show. On the show? Yeah. You broke the rules.
1: Oh Oh, I smoked it in my What? In my studio? But you bought it from two guys Which
0: is not an okay excuse For smoking a cigar that you brought from home You can't say, oh I bought this at
3: home Just saying It's
1: as I listen that, to the that's show... Like, that's like pouring water down your pants and taking a picture from your, from your head down with a with an empty glass. Not like that at all. It's exactly like that.
0: Which was well within the purview of, of the bed. It was uh, not. I listened to the show and I chose to light up a Byron. Delicious. Mr. Jonathan, you should really try this. As the Garofalo is a fine cigar, it is a far cry from a Byron. Uh,
1: you know, have you tried the Byron to a yes. What's it called?
0: The Venci... Leos... Venciato I or whatever he Starts with a
1: V Wow That now is up there As an all-time favorite
3: You had a dream about it I right? did
1: I had to come in the next day And it was <laughs>
3: two
0: laughter
1: Whatever And You smoked I, one And then Ed Sullivan Got the last yeah. one Yeah I did And it came up Vencianos. After I s- What a cigar There are We won't have any but if we did or whoever has them talk about a shitty sales pitch go find that (laughs) cigar we don't have i work
2: with pete and two guys nashua and if you've been up here this will make a lot of sense but he never calls a cigar by their right name so he refers to this cigar as the vasectomy
0: (laughs) because he can't
2: pronounce the other word
0: after the error on dg's part not true that certainly brings my second favorite panel member from the survey closer to number one mr j you're moving up All kidding aside, I love the Agonorsa experience. I didn't care for the cigar at first, but as it reached the second, third, it really took on great flavors and complexities. Love the show. Keep up the great work, Steve from Iowa.
1: Yeah, it was a great experience. Steve, Mm -hmm. going through that's a great experience. You know, Saturday show, which is ten minutes ago. (laughs)
3: uh,
1: We way to uh, peel back the curtain. (laughs) Yeah, we um, we smoked smoked El Talio which is the first cigar ever done with the fillers being stems. I'm sm- still smoking it now. Uh, it's long-lasting. It lasted from Saturday to Wednesday, to Wednesday for you. And it, it's really the experience of this. No, the the Arganosa experience smoking the one kind of tobacco and you go, oh, I don't like it. Second, come on, Oh, I don't like it. And then smoking the thing. The whole idea is the experience of them. And now when you end up doing it, oh, my God. Now the experience of this – and I know Ed tapped out. The experience of this is going through the first or the second yeah. and seeing what ends up in, happening with this thing. You're missing in, the experience. In my,
3: in my defense, I've had the experience multiple yeah, times. and so that was enough. It, well, listen, I, I decided at some point I only have so many cigars left in my life. I'm only going to smoke ones that I love. That's it. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not even. I'm not saying that one is bad. I would always go and I try the new things yeah, that come into I, and the And I don't shop, say but. people
1: should. This should be their favorite cigar and it's something they should do. They should go through the experience yeah, of having this once. For the experience purpose, and Aganosa smoking those two different tobaccos, no, you're not going to like it. You're not supposed to like it. Right. The whole idea is the experience of. It. Then when you have the third cigar, the finished cigar, and you get it, you yeah. know, of wow, now I can taste those well, things. Yeah,
3: you certainly enjoyed that cigar more as a result of going through the whole experience. Well, Jonathan smoked this cigar, and now he can tell
1: a cigar has stem in it or not. Right. Because of having this experience.
3: Because if he tastes the marshmallow with the white pepper, he says stems. After you lick it
1: all off, you dry it for a day, then you actually roll it in some pepper and try it. After doing what we
0: call the relick, Uh, Submitted through the Contact Us page, Mark writes, I noticed on last week's show when Mr. Jonathan and Husto smoked their cigars, they point the lid end toward themselves and study the end, just wondering what the purpose of this is, what are they looking for, Love the show and love the Purple Blazer. Cheers, Mark. And I can tell you this, Mark. I responded to him because I didn't know when we were going to get to this. Uh, We weren't just looking at the end. We were blowing on the end to make sure that the cigar is completely lit. You should see all the panel members do that every week to make sure we don't have any voids on the end of the cigar. Uh,
1: Spend a minute lighting, cutting and lighting your cigar properly. Make sure it's lit, and then it's going to be good to you all the time. Somebody does a a mislight, light, lights one side, doesn't light the other. Although I saw Barry say purposely did it online. Yeah, it'll correct it itself. Corrected. A good Sometimes. cigar. A good cigar will correct itself. Or you can spend a minute and light it properly right. and you're all set it doesn't have to correct itself. It most likely is gonna burn Correct, all the way through. Usually it's the mistake of the guy lighting the cigar. So check it out. You're sitting there anyway. What are you doing? You're enjoying a cigar. Make sure while you're sitting there, look at the cigar. Make sure you've lit it properly all the way through. We see it so often that people come in and grab a cigar and cut and light. And
0: I'm going to disagree with you that you, you make the statement that a good cigar is going to auto-correct. The reality is, depends on how far up that Mason-Dixon line you got, how much Lajero you got to catch, Because if you misfire on the Lajero, you're going to burn a canoe down the thing. You really shouldn't risk it. You should toast the whole thing, seal that binder to the wrapper. Oh,
2: if I'm going to smoke without a doubt, I'm going to do that. But I did this for a reason. He
1: purposely did
2: it. I mean, we work with a couple people. I won't mention them, Trevor and Michael. And they'll sit there and, oh, it's off by a millimeter. I'm going to touch it up. They're burning more of the wrapper because the thing's off by a millimeter and it's not perfectly straight. Stop. Enjoy the cigar. Yeah.
0: I've smoked thousands of cigars with Trevor. I've never seen him do that. Michael, I'll give you. <clears throat> okay. His last name rhymes with Damari. <laughs> uh, Jeff writes to the contact us page, who didn't give me a cigar holder with my name on it.
2: Because you told him it was a stupid idea. So he and said, it's, a it's a great, great idea. You.
1: It's beautiful. I love it. And, uh. I think it like, has my name on it I think this like, is this that's mine I think like
0: most things uh, he misunderstood
1: <laughs> mine I don't <laughs> no, know if, you, I don't you know if not your, debonair. I don't know if yours has it oh you don't even have one <laughs> but mine has my name on it and a picture of myself
3: yeah mine yeah. doesn't have a picture of me it has my name and a picture of you yeah and Barrys has a picture of you yeah it's awesome uh,
0: through the contact us page Jeff writes uh, fellas uh, your show continues to be engaging informative and entertaining. There's a local brick-and-mortar shop in my town, but I honestly prefer to smoke outside of my backyard. I was out yesterday with a Davidoff Nicaraguan Toro. Nice. It was a bit windy. Smoke was good, but had a few issues with the burn. Any ideas or tips for smoking outside? Thanks, Jeff from Jersey. And I would say in the wind especially. And, yeah. and anytime you're smoking a cigar, even indoors, the heat is different on the top of the cigar than it is on the bottom of the cigar. And believe it or not the heat ends up staying inside that ember, and you'll burn the bottom a little faster than you'll burn the top. So as you're smoking, Rotate. you should roll the cigar around so that you're evenly allowing that ember to,
1: to channel the heat. I try through. to stay away from the wind anyway, some sort of blockage of the wind because ashes go flying, everything ends up happening. So I you know, go next to the tree and sit next to the air the, if the wind or whatever direction. Over by the dumpster. By the dumpster. We've I don't think it. you have to go yeah, quite yeah. that extreme, but <laughs> you could uh, just have a jet
0: flame light around you, be ready to, to, to catch it up a little bit. But if you're rolling that cigar around, the wind is going to affect it, but it'll affect it evenly as you're smoking. This is
1: the time of year I do like smoking outdoors. It's nice and crisp. It's, it, it's cool. It's you're, better than it being hot. It's better mm. than being cold. It's, it's, Your beverage doesn't need the ice cube. Mm. And chill naturally. It's nice.
0: All right. Paul writes, uh, bypassing the FDA. I just listened to this past week's episode referencing David and his prediction that manufacturers will start selling direct to consumers is a question I brought up to you gentlemen a few weeks ago. I think the answer from David was that anything could happen, but I wanted to remind him that as a listener and many years ahead of his crystal ball predictions, if this prediction is accurate, could this be a way that a cigar manufacturer could get around the FDA? Could manufacturers then start releasing new blends outside of predicated blends. And by the way, I'll be the one guy that will miss Mr. Jonathan on this upcoming week.
1: I would say by law, they can't do it. They shouldn't be able to do it, but will so they do you it? You can't yes. drop ship from the
0: Dominican into the U.S. Because then they, it's not going to be They will. We're talking
1: about a product that is not FDA compliant. Yeah, I mean, Let's uh, take Skip's um, Wonderlust. Wonderlust. Yeah. It's, I would say, 90 or maybe 100% of every (laughs) one of the less ends up in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a thing that ever went through FDA. It didn't make the the time to end up doing it, so it's a a European cigar only. And everyone comes through the U.S. and nobody does anything. Mm -hmm. So whoever they buy it from overseas, Mm -hmm. you send it in here. Why couldn't it be the manufacturer themselves? Because they would be breaking the the rule, yep. but who's to say they're not going to break the well, rule? Well, there's a couple of <clears> those <throat> there that they're, they're, they're going to bypass S-chip. You, you, no, what? S-chip is paid when it comes in. S-chip is paid when it comes in. Uh, not if it goes in Germany and a retailer No, no. It. Right. When the manufacturer direct from, let's say, Dominican Republic, and, and some of them do it already. Right. They ship cigars direct in from the factory mm. right now into retailers. To the retailer. It's not going clearing customs and coming in the way everything else does. It's going direct from a factory in the Dominican Republic and lands directly in the cigar store. In that transit, which is um, FedEx, who doesn't ship products in the U.S. Tobacco products. Yeah, FedEx World does. And
3: it comes in. And during that trip, S-chip is paid. Back in the day, the people I knew who got Cuban cigars from overseas, DHL also ships a lot of those yeah yeah i I saw on
2: social media this week there was a company that stopped sending um cubans because they were getting confiscated and they stopped all shipments until they figured out
1: yeah um it's it's gonna happen my crystal ball says it's gonna happen that it's gonna be consumer direct i'm factory to direct consumer direct because a lot of things already are already like that. You know, when you buy your iPhone, you're buying your iPhone from Apple, from, right. the, from the manufacturer. What happened to the middleman? He's been squeezed out, and it goes direct.
3: This was an Apple store. Yep. Well, yeah, and a lot of Apple products, if you're ordering special mm-hmm. order, not getting it at the store, it'll ship directly from China.
0: Yeah. That's why it takes so long.
1: Okay.
0: All right. Uh, Michael writes through the contact us page. Hi guys. Just turned on to your podcast a week ago and I'm Whoa. loving it. Welcome. I watch slash listen for about two episodes a day, retired military. I have time. Thank, thank, thank you for your service. Thank you. While I smoke a few cigars. I love the back and forth bantering yet. You still seem to stay on topic. You guys are all welcome <laughs> with the knowledge and smoking experience between the three of you. Uh, he left you out at, I'm sorry. I don't have any experience. I think it would be interesting to do a segment on what cigars from different manufacturers taste most similar to each other and why that might be. For example, do you find a Camacho Corojo tastes about the same as, say, an Aladino? Not saying it does, just an example off the top of my noggin. Anyway, I've been enjoying your show and personalities over the past week, and will continue to listen and watch in the future. Thank you, Mike.
1: Not only are there some that are similar, there's some that are exact, They're the exact same except for the band that's on them. Um, and let's take his example of Camacho and Aladino. Aladino tastes exactly like Camacho used to taste because that's the guy that used to do Camacho. It Camacho doesn't taste like Camacho, the old Camacho. Right. Whether it be better or worse, it's different than it used to be. And Aladino tastes like Camacho used to taste is what I think. More than what I think. It's almost what I know, because I know the tobacco that's used in it, the ingredients that are used in it, and it becomes that. Now, the year is different, of course. It's a different um, year of it. But you have, in your case, Jonathan, you smoke the Aladino Corojo Reserved Robusto. Yep. That is the Camacho Diploma. The original. That's the original. And you light it up, and I'm like, holy that's exactly it.
0: I've, I've smoked that diploma once or twice out of your collection, and it's it's spot yeah. on.
1: And that was the idea to try to you know bring bring you back to what it was. I don't know if it was the idea, but they nailed it. That's exactly it. They um they used to make uh, a cigar for me years ago, and later they sold their company, and somebody else makes it. And they gave me a sample of a cigar, and I. Lit the cigar up, and I go, Oh my God, this was a cigar you made for me years ago. And he goes, Oh my God, you're good because that's exactly it. I said, Wow, talk about bringing you back. Yep. I'm like, Oh my God.
0: Isn't it, it amazing the sense of smell, how that does that? Yeah. Your brain can just catalog those yeah. aromas and bring you back to a time and place. And, and our
1: job as retailers is somebody comes in and they, you know, it seems like we're trying to brand switch in stuff. We're not, we're trying to open you up to other things opportunities and thoughts of different products but i like such and such i want to buy such and such okay here they are here can i recommend this cigar to you also why are we recommending that because that is very very similar to this and i think you're going to like it
0: or maybe it has a little more of the sweetness that you happen to mention or it has a little more
1: of the pepper that you happen to mention yeah so we we a good brick and mortar retailer can actually help you with that, based on what you like. If I like this, then I'm going to like that, and they can, you know, they can do it to, to anything. Whether they smoke those cigars or not, they should be able to know what it is. All right. Larry writes about the Agonorsa experience. Hey
0: guys, thoroughly enjoy the Cigar Authority show. I wish I could listen to a show daily. I drag it out to make them last throughout my commutes. On a different note, I need to inform you that whereas smoking the Agonorsa Fumas was delightful, my Agonorsa Leaf Habano cigar had a very tight draw. I used my draw tool to help keep it going, but finally quit about halfway. And consider the experience completed, but not representative of what Agonorsa expects Ah, from their cigars.
1: What a shame when that happens and you only have one. I only mention this just in case. Others may
0: have had a similar claim. Otherwise, we just chalk it up to the lack of draw. Keep up the good work, and see you on the podcast side, Larry.
1: Uh, Larry, I'm sorry. Uh, it's a handmade product. It happens from time yep. to time. Uh, I'll tell you, it happens far less than the old days. Yep. That's for sure. These people really got it dialed <laughs> in. But or,
3: or the current days with Cuban cigars.
2: Right. It happened on me on the show, so two out of 1,000 cigars, because there were
1: 1,000 people in the care package. So, to me, that's a pretty good ratio. Yeah. Somebody blind tasted me on a oh. D which I picked up in two seconds, that that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And the first thing was a tight draw, mm-hmm. and then it was the flavor right. notes and all that, and then finding the band. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: but I will say, he, he put did. it on your desk, and before finding the band, I nailed it. Yeah. I said, yeah, it looks like a Cuban Robusto C D- D- Boom. D- Bang. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, another one submitted through the Contact Us page. Patrick writes, if the second hour is going to be each of you smoking a different cigar, how about letting someone from the studio audience pick everyone's
1: cigar? Ah. That would be good some <laughs> yeah. day. And then they give give you what you know you hate or something like that, but it is what it is. Um, that's that's what happens with our blind taste test that we do all the time Mm. in the store that one person grabs a cigar, you have no idea what it is, and maybe we go as far as to do that, have somebody do it, and then take the bands off it and blind test us all or something like that. We're pretty good. I got to say, everybody here is amazingly good.
0: Well, the same person blinded me on a cigar, and halfway through I had country of origin manufacturer who makes the cigar for someone else and nailed who they made it for
1: and what it was. And it was, it it is unbelievable how good we got at doing this. Well, we do it all the time. Yeah.
0: And with the cigar journal, you know, I go back and look at my notes when the magazine comes out and I look and see, okay, they gave us the answers. I want to know where my rating was compared to what came out in the magazine. What are my tasting notes compared to what's in the magazine? And it's, it usually is pretty damn close. There's okay. a few that are a yeah. little odd.
3: Occasionally, though, I'll go back and say, I gave a high rating to that. Maybe I've had the wrong impression of that cigar over Try time. it again. I've done yeah. it,
1: too. That I see something, I want to try it again. Let right. me try but, it again. But wait a minute. I don't like those. <laughs> well, typically, when it ends up happening, we don't even carry it on my right. end because I decided it wasn't a very good cigar to begin with, and I don't carry mm. it. And I have ended up carrying a cigar. Right. That I I either carried or discontinued, and I say, it is a really good cigar. They do change over time. So going through that process as a retailer opens your eyes up to something you may have thought differently about. Sometimes packaging, sometimes any any different thing. Price-wise, can be anything. All right, squeeze one more in. All right, this one I think you're
0: going to like, and I think we have the cigar for this guy. Uh, The strongest of the strong cigars, nicotine-wise. This is Sam. Uh, From North Carolina writing in, here's an idea that Dave will hate and Ed will probably just laugh at. Go over some of the strongest of the strong, nicotine-wise, cigars. When I want a blast of nicotine, I usually smoke American Twist tobacco in a pipe. I haven't found any cigars that give me that same knockout, blow-the-doors-off nicotine yet. Having Mr. J try and retrohale a few of those sticks that you guys pick out should be entertaining. I'm sure you guys deal with nicotine hounds like us on a regular basis, what cigars are you steering them towards when they come in? Couple this with what's smoking good right now idea, and maybe you have an after-show
1: topic. Barry's smoking one of them now. What are you smoking, Barry? Yeah, I'm smoking uh, one of the Crow
2: Magnet sizes. Whew. Anthropology, maybe? I mean, that's a kick. Yeah, it's not as much as a kick as say the knuckle dragger because yeah. smaller is stronger. Yeah, true. right. Everybody uh,
0: knows that. Nobody knows yeah. that. It's <laughs> proven it's incorrect.
2: But actually, I think Skip has some of the at least perceived higher nicotine. The knuckle dragger. Yeah, I don't know
1: what nicotine level is. The SGP
2: on the Neanderthal. Those have a nicotine yeah. kick
1: to them. You go to some Huidam de, de Nicaraguas. Strong. Um, you go to. Perdomo's Maduro's. Yeah. Those are killer. Um,
0: L- D- Chisel, the Chisel, <laughs> Chisel series, especially in the Maduro, especially the s- smaller, thinner. Oh, the El Oro. The Oro is Oro. off the charts. The uh, listen, I, I know I say it often, but Aladino Corojo Reserve has a kick. That's
1: oh, it does full bodied. Yes. I, 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 Coro- I go to regular Aladino Caroho. I mm. go to regular Aladino not Reserve, mm. because the Reserve one is too much of a kick. Too much nicotine, too much,
0: and the the other thing you could do is the cigar you 're smoking or, if you've got one that's medium plus you can smoke it a little faster, and it 's going to appear stronger
1: so what what else is there Ed because you smoke the full of body stuff all the time, smaller full of body yeah.
3: cigars I mean Neanderthal for me is the big one. Uh, well, uh, the cojones is always an option, right? <laughs> the the ones C A Jones, yeah. <laughs> C O Jones, C O Jones, yeah. yeah. I mean that one, yeah. It, don't look it, but phew, no.
0: You got aging e. rum. is strong. Uh, La Galera, the box pressed. Right, I was surprised that's by that one. There. Off the yeah. charts. I yeah. can't even. That one I can't even the Dominican too strong.
2: Even the new one, the Anmois or animoy who depending on who you ask I
0: didn't find the animoy all that strong Did you smoke
2: no. the sh- the shorter size? I did. That crept up on me.
0: It was I mean it had some strength but I w- if someone was looking for a strong cigar I would put that at medium maybe medium plus by the time you get to the band.
1: How's that going by the way? That that's the one that's only available in Regents. Regents, yeah, regions Regions, yeah,
2: Um sold out of the main one already, the the uh, the the one size that everybody has. Uh, Oh, all right. And the Northeast exclusives, uh, slow and steady. All right.
1: You would think the opposite. The one everybody has doesn't need it, and they they go to (laughs) the opposite of what I would have thought would happen there, but interesting. This is the time of year that the the last of the stuff coming in from the um, trade show is starting to show up, and... um, we're, we have already drawn the line in the sand as far as to say but we just won't get enough information. It's October now. We can't get any more information of anything, including um, the La Galera. It doesn't make the cutoff for us. So it's not going to be a contender for the cigar of the year. It could be for the next year, but yeah. it can't be for this year because there's not enough. You, you don't give us enough time to see. What what could end up happening? It's just unfair for you for you the, right. the brand. Uh, yeah,
3: especially yeah. since you're factoring in sales of it. If it just I came out, thought of one more sleeper: the Padrone
0: ninetieth. It's a red tube in the round cellophane. Mm-hmm. That is the strongest Padrone.
1: Any nineteen twenty six is up there.
0: Yeah, but this one is this one is stronger somehow. It's blistering. The ninety in the round. The ninety in the round in the red tube. Okay, that's one I can't even smoke. I have to if I'm going to smoke the ninetieth, I have to go with the natural. The Maduro is ridiculous.
2: In the round and in the tube, to me, it seems like it doesn't have that sweet cedar component.
1: Well, yeah, it's it's kept
2: away from the cedar, which helps give
1: more perceived strength. See, it's so amazing that I never go to a tube cigar. I don't know if I ever smoked it. That you're saying this because it's like (laughs) don't. Even the natural, I think, is going to kick your ass. The ones that are in tubes, I'm like, ah, oh, it's in a tube. It's done. and I, and I can't see it. You know what is and Barry's on to something with that. What
0: is different about Padrones in the tube specifically is their boxes are cedar. So you're used to smoking Padron and you pick up that subtle cedar note, which kind of adds to the. And they don't put any cedar in the tube. No, no, it's cellophaned in the tube. It's completely out of a cedar environment at that point. It's practically sealed off. It's just in there. The tobaccos in the cigar only are melling with themselves, not with the other cigars. Like with a regular 1926, they're uncallowed, and they're all bridging the gap between each other. These are isolated
1: powerhouses. No, never had it that I can think of. Never. Wow, that's a mind-blower to me. I'm like, Mm. wow. Mm.
2: We'll have to to put it on a future show to smoke it in the second hour.
0: Yeah, Yeah, you want to get sick?
2: (laughs) Just do it.
1: Way to sell it. Way to sell it. <laughs> All right, that's it for the after show. Next week we have Robert Wright from King's Treasure Cigars and um, Pure Soul. Pure Soul. And he's a saxophone player and he's a great guy. He's been in the cigar industry so long, longer than me. Uh, and we'll talk to him about the old days and we'll talk about what he's got going on new. Uh, the following week we have John Fozzy from Kristoff coming in and we'll get to the uh, Christoph cigar and also the prime for the care package will go there. Uh, moving ahead on November 2nd, uh, no Ed Sullivan. And who's going to take the wheels, here? the wheels of steel? I don't know. We got the new thing over there. Uh, it's kind of a narrow seat. Well, well have to we, figure out. we figured for you. it out. We figured <laughs> it out over there. Uh, but Kurt Kendall from 724 will join us. Moving on to the ninth, which is going to be episode number 500. Will we tie the record? And um, we have no Mr. Jonathan.
2: We'll be tying the record, and he'll be out tying ribbons. Tying a ribbon around the old old tree. Uh, It's not going to be around the trees tying
1: that ribbon. No. Episode 501. Will that be the last episode or not? They're begging us not to. Will we change our date? Will we come up with something? We'll figure that out at episode number 501 on November 16th. And we'll uh, go from there. That is
0: it. really matters is that you put the lid end in your mouth because you might like it. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.